Listen to God's Word for September 18th. Today's reading includes Joel 3 and Daniel 1 and 2. May God bless this reading of His Word. Joel 3 Yes, in those days and at that time, when I restore Judah and Jerusalem from captivity, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will enter into judgment against them concerning my people, my inheritance, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations as they divided up my land. They cast lots for my people. They bartered a boy for a prostitute and sold a girl for wine to drink. Now what do you have against me, O Tyre, Sidon, and all the regions of Philistia? Are you rendering against me a recompense? If you retaliate against me, I will swiftly and speedily return your recompense upon your heads. For you took my silver and gold, and carried off my finest treasures to your temples. You sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks, to send them far from their homeland. Behold, I will rouse them from the places to which you sold them. I will return your recompense upon your heads. I will sell your sons and daughters into the hands of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabaeans, to a distant nation. Indeed, the Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Rouse the mighty men. Let all the men of war advance and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Come quickly, all you surrounding nations, and gather yourselves. Bring down your mighty ones, O Lord. Let the nations be roused and advance to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit down to judge all the nations on every side. Swing the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, trample the grapes, for the winepress is full. The wine vats overflow, because their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and moon will grow dark, and the stars will no longer shine. The Lord will roar from Zion, and raise His voice from Jerusalem. Heaven and earth will tremble. But the Lord will be a refuge for His people, a stronghold for the people of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who dwells in Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be holy, never again to be overrun by foreigners. And in that day the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and the hills will flow with milk. All the streams of Judah will run with water, and a spring will flow from the house of the Lord to water the valley of Acacias. Egypt will become desolate, and Edom a desert wasteland, because of the violence done to the people of Judah, in whose land they shed innocent blood. But Judah will be inhabited forever, and Jerusalem from generation to generation. For I will avenge their blood, 
which I have not yet avenged. For the Lord dwells in Zion. Daniel 1 In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered into his hand Jehoiakim, king of Judah, along with some of the articles from the house of God. He carried these off to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, where he put them in the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his court officials, to bring in some Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without blemish, handsome, gifted in all wisdom, knowledgeable, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace, and to teach them the language and literature of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them daily provisions of the royal food and wine. They were to be trained for three years, after which they were to enter the king's service. Among these young men were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel he gave the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's food or wine. So he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself. Now God had granted Daniel favor and compassion from the chief official, but he said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has assigned your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking thinner than those of the other young men your age? You would endanger my head before the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Let us be given only vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearances with those of the young men who are eating the royal food, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he consented to this and tested them for ten days. And at the end of ten days they looked healthier and better nourished than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the steward continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink, and he gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men God gave knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. And Daniel had insight into all kinds of visions and dreams. Now at the end of the time specified by the king, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke with them, and among all the young men he found no one equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding, about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Daniel 2 In the second year of his reign, 
Nebuchadnezzar had dreams that troubled his spirit, and sleep escaped him. So the king gave orders to summon the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to explain his dreams. When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to understand it. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, O king, may you live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king replied to the astrologers, My word is final. If you do not tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will be cut into pieces, and your houses will be reduced to rubble. But if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered a second time, Let the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will give the interpretation. The king replied, I know for sure that you are stalling for time, because you see that my word is final. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one decree for you. You have conspired to speak before me false and fraudulent words, hoping the situation will change. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I will know that you can give me its interpretation. The astrologers answered the king, No one on earth can do what the king requests. No king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. What the king requests is so difficult that no one can tell it to him except the gods, whose dwelling is not with mortals. This response made the king so furious with anger that he gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out that the wise men were to be executed, and men went to look for Daniel and his friends to execute them. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon, Daniel replied with discretion and tact. Why is the decree from the king so harsh? he asked. At this time, Arioch explained the situation to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him some time, so that he could give him the interpretation. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, urging them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be killed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision, and he blessed the God of heaven and declared, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to Him. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness, and light dwells with Him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, because you have given me wisdom and power. And now you have made known to me what we have requested, 
for you have made known to us the dream of the king. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king, and I will give him the interpretation. Arioch hastily brought Daniel before the king, and said to him, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who will tell the king the interpretation. The king responded to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to tell me what I saw in the dream, as well as its interpretation? Daniel answered the king, No wise man, enchanter, medium, or magician can explain to the king the mystery of which he inquires. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the latter days. Your dream and the visions that came into your mind as you lay on your bed were these. As you lay on your bed, O king, your thoughts turned to the future, and the revealer of mysteries made known to you what will happen. And to me this mystery has been revealed, not because I have more wisdom than any man alive, but in order that the interpretation might be made known to the king, and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. As you, O king, were watching, a great statue appeared. A great and dazzling statue stood before you, and its form was awesome. The head of the statue was pure gold, its chest and arms were silver, its belly and thighs were bronze, its legs were iron, and its feet were part iron and part clay. As you watched, a stone was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay, and crushed them. Then the iron, clay, bronze, silver, and gold were shattered, and became like chaff on the threshing floor in summer. The wind carried them away, and not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that had struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. You, O king, are the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given sovereignty, power, strength, and glory. Wherever the sons of men or beasts of the field or birds of the air dwell, he has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. But after you there will arise another kingdom inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron. For iron shatters and crushes all things and like iron that crushes all things, it will shatter and crush all the others. And just as you saw that the feet and toes were made partly of fired clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet some of the strength of iron will be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. 
as you saw the iron mixed with clay, so the peoples will mix with one another, but will not hold together any more than iron mixes with clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will shatter all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, but will itself stand forever. And just as you saw a stone being cut out of the mountain without human hands, and it shattered the iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold, so the great God has told the king what will happen in the future. The dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. At this, King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, paid homage to Daniel, and ordered that an offering of incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Your God is truly the God of gods and Lord of kings, the revealer of mysteries, since you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many generous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon, and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. And at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to manage the province of Babylon, while Daniel remained in the king's court. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at listentogodsword.org.